If bleeding feels extremely painful to you right now, let's talk about ways to find some relief. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome to episode number 80. Woohoo! I've hit another milestone. Can you believe it if you've been following me for uh, over the past couple of years? This episode is probably airing in mid-January, so I hope your new year's going well. Um, I was talking to a friend saying that so many of us really want to hit the ground running in the new year, but the reality is many of us hit the ground crawling, and even some of us, we just hit the ground. <laughs> That's all we do. It just It's hard to get back up. Um, I actually did kind of hit the ground and, and stalled a bit because I started my new year with an emergency root canal. So I know you had a better start than that, uh, but it, it made me think about how we all respond to unexpected problems or sudden changes in our lives and our work. And it's especially important to consider now, since there's so much that you have to respond to that's negative right now, we're still in the middle of Omicron. So to think about how you're going about your leadership role, how you respond to everything, how you respond affects not just yourself, but those you lead. So as of this recording, many leaders I'm working with are struggling to respond to Omicron concerns, just as they're trying to get people back to work, and they realize they they can't or things are on hold again. So I thought I would offer just a few of my thoughts today on, on how to respond to help you experience less stress and maintain some form of productivity, even when life gets in the way. It helps so much to understand how you naturally respond to changes or disruption, you know, just to just think about it on a scale of one to 10 on, on the panic scale. Let's say one is that you're typically super calm and in control and 10 is, you know, you're about to lose it or you feel extremely overwhelmed with worry or concern. Where do you tend to stay on the scale when something negative or potentially negative happens? Or on another scale, consider your level of optimism or pessimism. Where do you fall there? Some people I know have devastating experiences, yet they remain grateful and optimistic. And then there are others who act like the world is coming to an end if you experience anything that's slightly out of the norm. Overall, I know that I tend to lean more toward the optimistic side most of the time. And when I reflect on people that I've known or worked with over the years, I just I see how different they are, how different their capacity is to deal with different kinds of challenges. So I think that that's something important to consider today. Even when I began experiencing just a little pain in my tooth, I thought, well, I bet this will get better tomorrow. It's probably just something that I ate or it's just a little sensitive today. And then I realized a couple of days later, this is serious and that it's just before the new year. So I probably need to find some help right away. And, and I tried to maintain my optimism, knowing that there are so many dental offices that were closed. I kept telling myself, I can figure this out. There's got to be help out there. And so I was glad to finally find the emergency dental clinic that was open in my area. And so I headed there. And I think the only time I felt a little twinge of panic was when I checked in and the first question they asked was, do you want to keep your tooth or do you want us to pull it? <laughs> so 
that that was a tough start. I still have the tooth, but anyway. Um, so thinking about all the constant changes that you're probably experiencing or having to deal with right now, making decisions about COVID alone, it's easy to get upset again and to anticipate the problems that your team might have with whatever decisions that you're making. It can be stressful to have to call the shots when there's so much change and uncertainty. But as a reminder, whatever you're afraid of or worried about is really not the thing itself. You know, whatever that is, it's not really COVID or it might be concerned about having a difficult conversation or firing someone, or it could be even about making a decision. That's not really what you're afraid of. What you're actually concerned about is how you might feel in response to whatever happens and in response to whatever that experience is. So the, the work to be done is really on the front end to build your emotional capacity for change and disruption, to know that whatever happens emotionally, you'll be able to be okay. And I know you can't just flip a switch and go from frustration or panic to calm, but I want to help you begin making the mental shift that can ease that stress. That's why I'm suggesting that you kind of know where you are on the scale so that you can try to move the needle just a little bit. You're not going to go from a, a two to a seven, but how might you move it, you know, from a two to a three or a four, little by little, helping yourself become more comfortable in some way. And as I always say, there's no single approach or solution that works for everyone. So I'll offer a few ideas to start with. Take control of your day from the start. I know that I've talked about that probably in some other episodes. Decide how you will be at the beginning of your day. And note, this is a choice. You can wake up and decide to complain or worry. Um, although I know some of you are saying, I can't help it. It, it just happens. Just try deciding that you won't worry and more importantly, what you'll do instead. Because, it, you know, if you say, I'm not going to worry, it still activates the idea of worry in your mind. So instead, you might think, whatever happens today, I'll make the best decision that I can, or I'll be able to handle whatever happens, or even, you know, I'm anticipating that some things will come up today. And even though I don't know what they are, I know that I'll be able to work through it, or I have the support and the resources, um, you know, the, the stability that I need to really think through things in a clear way. I'll figure out what's possible for us to do in light of constraints. So those are the kinds of things to, to really think about a lot more than what you might be worried about. It will build a lot of strength. And I'm not trying to minimize any negative emotion that you might feel. It's just offering some alternative ways to think about that. Now, some clients are especially worried about and impacted by how other people respond to challenges. You know, they'll say things like, well, what will I do when everyone else on our team is freaking out about something? And, you know, my advice is two things. One, acknowledge their fears or concerns or worries. And then two, begin redirecting their focus because you do have to make progress, but it's important to acknowledge their concerns because people do need to be heard, um, especially in times of stress. So take some time to acknowledge that, to show your empathy, but then at the same time, say, what are some easy steps that we could take right now? What's doable just for now to keep them moving and oriented toward a certain outcome that you're trying to achieve, even in the short term? So don't dismiss the concern, acknowledge it while also redirecting, put their focus and your focus on what you do know and on what you can do, at least for now, find ways to help them see a bigger picture view. I call it kind of helicoptering up. If you can helicopter up and see a bigger picture view 
and, and understand that bigger impact, then sometimes that can really help you see that what you're worrying about may be a lot smaller than you realize. Speaking of impact, you know, I did a great episode with Martha Krejci recently. The title of that one was called Making an Impact That Can Change the World. She just did uh, such an outstanding job hammering home the importance of keeping impact front and center in your conversations with your team. So if you happen to have missed that one, that's a great one to to listen to because um, impact is so important to keep visible as a leader to your team when they feel like they're stuck in the weeds and when they're not making progress like they want to. It can be really motivating. A lot of my clients are doing a great job keeping the vision in front of people in some way, even if it's a short-term kind of vision, so that even during these times of change, when there's a lot of stress and things are in flux, they continue to keep at least some kind of short-term goal or outcome that they're trying to achieve over the next, say, you know, 60 to 90 days, so that they're being deliberate about taking the small steps so that people still feel like they're making some kind of progress, which is important to your team. As one client said, it's kind of a refreshing change to not just be talking about what the latest COVID rates are and what the protocol is. And while that's uh, critical to do to keep people safe, at the same time, they're talking about the impact that they want to make. And they're doing it at a time when many of their people rather focus on the pain that they're experiencing and the disruption that's occurring. And I can relate to that too, you know, going back to my root canal experience when I was in so much pain, uh, all I wanted to do was talk to anyone I knew about how much pain I was in. I couldn't think clearly, but suddenly when, you know, I got to the place that I needed to be talking to that dentist, he said, you know, I think if we do a root canal in this tooth that you're going to find some relief. And I thought, wow, (laughs) you know, something shifted in me. It gave me hope. And I just think that that's such uh, a great lesson too for leaders is to spend more time focusing on when the relief will come to 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 reorient the conversation toward the future as opposed to wallowing so much in what's not working or what the what the pain is that you're experiencing right now. So one of your homework assignments might be if you choose to accept it is to identify some easy wins, some sh- some very short-term goals that you think that your team might be able to achieve, even with the obstacles or you know the challenges that you're facing. What do you think is reasonable to expect so that you can begin having those kinds of conversations if you're not already? And finally, I just want to leave you with one, one thought about reminding your team that obstacles and setbacks are just part of the process. You know, you can set your plan and think that all you have to do is just execute that plan and you'll you'll achieve what you need to. But it takes more than just acting on your plan. The reality is there's so many changes, disruptions that are occurring that now that's just the norm. So one of the best things that you can do is set that as an expectation with your team to say, here's where we're going, but you know what? Something will happen. We don't know what it is, but what we need to do is to figure out how we can agree on the front end that will handle disruptions. What will be our process? How will we be communicating? That's just a great conversation to have right now on the front end to to help you smooth those periods of time when you do have so much disruption when things go awry. So just finding time to have that conversation with your team over the next few days could be incredibly valuable. Even if you've had the conversation before, it's worth revisiting. 
So I'll leave you with that suggestion today. And if you have questions or want to discuss whatever you're dealing with now, just let me know. As a reminder, you can leave me a voicemail through the site. If you'd like, you can go to ceoonthegopodcast.com. Would love to hear your voice there too. So I'm not just listening to mine. And, And there you can leave any suggestions for topics that you might want me to address in a future episode. So keep your momentum going, make sure that you've got the the optimism that you need filling your tank so that you can get through the next few weeks. We're still in so much uncertainty, but I know that you can get through this. Reach out if I can be of help. Also, if you haven't already, do connect with me on LinkedIn. That's where I'm most active compared to any other social media channels. So would love to be connected with you there. For now, keep taking small steps forward. And if you're in some kind of pain, Just remember that relief can come in many different forms and ways that you may not even expect, but believe that it's on the way and focus more on some level of productivity that you might be able to accomplish even during these challenging times. Stay positive. It's really important to do that so that you can make the impact that you really want to make. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week that's less painful and more productive doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.